And welcome to the Black Anus Horror Podcast. I know it's been a while, like a couple of days since our last episode, maybe longer, not 100% sure on that. A few months and a couple of days. <laughs> Obviously, uh, a lot's been going on, uh, so we haven't been able to record lately. I got a new job. Yeah, we have done some recordings, but we've never made a whole episode out of any of them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I got a new job uh, and a new in- and a new in- knee injury as well. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Which is been... why we got to record again because now she's not at work. <laughs> exactly. And I know that we originally, some of you know that we had a different episode than this one planned. The episode we were meant to be releasing right now was an indie episode featuring some low budget gems that we both really like. But realistically, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you, ever since I hurt my knee a few days ago, I've just sort of been a bit out of it and stuff, and painkillers and rum and things. So I just wanted to do a sort of lighthearted, fun episode just to sort of, I guess, get us back into the swing of recording again. So we can do our indie episode justice. Well, yeah, because the, the, the two that we're doing are movies that we, that we, we both like. But when you do indie movies, it's a bit more serious. And uh, I don't really have it in me to be that serious right now, to be honest. <laughs> so, tonight we are going to be talking about Knights of Badassdom and Deathgasm. After this break. You know those old-time radio shows with the married couples who bicker about the kids and the car and the neighbors? Our podcast is a lot like that. Yeah. Well, if you replace the kids, the car, and the neighbors with devil movies, theology, and vodka. My name is X. And I'm Cootie. And we are the hosts of Kiss the Goat, a different kind of movie podcast. Every episode, we review a devil movie. You know, possessions, exorcisms, the Antichrist, and we stomp a mud hole in it, even if we like it. We are huge fans of comparative religion, and we love to compare real belief systems with what Hollywood seems to think belief systems are. But don't think we're not civic-minded, because each episode includes our Satan in the News segment, where our fearless correspondent, Sin Fallon, documents the eternal struggle between good and evil. And, as high-functioning alcoholics, we give every movie its own drinking game. 
so that you can enjoy the movie just like we did. Ripped to the tits. <laughs> and there is ever so much more to the show than that. And let me tell you, it ain't for kids. Hell, it ain't for most adults. But it might be for you. You won't know until you listen to Kiss the Goat exclusively on the Legion Network of Podcasts. That's Kiss the Goat. We're the lighter side. Of the dark side. <laughs>
detective, your majesty. Will you destroy this earth? Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in wool rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the Visua screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Hemming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Hail Ming. Not the episode you may have wanted, but it's the episode you deserve. And they're not that serious. I mean, one of our movies <sighs> is called Deathgasm, and the other one's called Knights of Badastum. Knights of Badastum. See you in a sec. In a world, within our world, they created a world unlike any other world. Well, tis the kingdom of Eliphaz, my naive friend. That looks terrible. My three-year-old nephew can make a better map. He's got learning disabilities. You shanghaied me and dressed me. Adventuring is exactly what thou needst. Needst is not a word. Where we are, it is. Thou hast been recruited to fight in the epic battle of Evermore. Welcome to the fields of Evermore. You guys do actually look slightly badass. Eric's about to level up to Grand Sorcerer. I'm packing an ounce of killer shrooms. And there be monsters in need of pummeling. I'm in. But for these make-believe heroes... Guys, pentagrams? And we don't roll that way here, all right? This is the LARP, not the Wicker Man Wiccan cosplay. Something truly evil... ...is taking their fantasy... ...to a whole new reality. You summoned a succubus from hell! Sorry. Time has come to earn our valor, people. Use the book to send that bitch back wherever she came from! I don't know how! Pick another page and hurry up! I covered only one thing. Honor and victory! Wait, literally, that is two things. Uh. Is that a witch? Uh, I'm out of here. How awesome was that? <laughs> Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Alright, welcome back. Um, Knights of Badassdom. This movie came out a couple of years ago. What was it, like 2013 or something like that? 
Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, something like that. And it stars, you know, a couple of dudes, that really kick-ass chick from Serenity and Firefly, and... Peter Dinklage, 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 that's in my. That's going to be in my head through the whole episode. How am I supposed to get through this? So we open on uh, like a little. Um, you're not going to be humming that in the background the whole time, are you? Maybe. <laughs> it's a little bit. Cut it out. <laughs> Drink your rum. Yes, boss. We start out with a couple of guys at work being completely metal and singing and shit like that, and uh, this sort of girl in a bathroom fucking with her hair and then she hears him and rolls her eyes like a bitch. Yeah, it turns out right it's his press. girlfriend. Yeah. It's our main dude Joe's girlfriend, Beth, who's a bitch. And she breaks up with him for stupid ass reasons. She's like, uh, you know what she reminds me of? You remember that movie Clerks? The girlfriend of Dante and Clerks? I was like, you should be going to school. You should be going to school. And like, trying to make him improve his life because he just worked at a gas station or whatever. Yeah, she was actually a good girlfriend. She just nagged the fuck out of him about going back to school. But she's like that. She's like, oh, you know, you've got a degree. You can do whatever you want. And he's like, I am doing what I want. And I mean, I'm looking around this garage, right? And these are some nice fucking cars. He's not working on an 85 Pinto. Yeah, he looks like he's renovating some classic cars. Yeah, classic yeah. muscle cars. And she's and shit. pissed off because he works in this garage renovating really nice cars. There's good money in that, in rebuilding those old muscle cars. He listens cars, to man. metal and lives in a castle. I know, yeah. I she mean, bitches about, oh, you live with really? your friends in this fake castle and shit. It's like, me and Misty had this discussion. It was like, I was like, when we first got together, I'd be like, come move in with me. Here's my castle. I mean, she won't be, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, that's the coolest thing ever. I know, but, you know, I'm not a bitch, that's why. But, <laughs> like, well. so she, she fucking is basically breaking up with him because she thinks his job is beneath her, which I'm sorry, but even regular mechanics make some decent money. You know, this isn't like, it's not like he works at fucking McDonald's or something. Which, hey, there's nothing wrong with mer- working at McDonald's. Any McDonald's employees out there, fucking solidarity, man. Represent. But, um, you bring us happy meals. You bring us joy and cholesterol. But, um, sausage, egg, McMuffins. But yeah, she's her reasoning is basically like, I'm trying to take my career seriously, so I want to be surrounded by successful people, and just because, and I look down on your job, and I look down on your life. So she's basically a cunt, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not like the master of all knowledge of cuntishness, but seems a bit cunny to me. Uh, so he's pissed off, and he leaves work and drives up on this house and it does look like a castle and you've got uh his friend eric who is played by that dude from strange wilderness which is hilarious and peter dinklage 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 peter and they're getting all this gear together in the back of a van. It's a bunch of LARP gear. For those of you who do not know what LARP is, LARP is live action role play. 
right? Basically, there's different classes, like there's warriors and there's wizards and shit like that, and people dress up and they get uh, replica weapons that are usually made out of foam or, or latex. latex. So that they're, you know, not actual legit swords or anything. And they go out and they have these little adventures. They have these quests where they go and look for things. And they have battles because at the LARPs there's usually these monsters and things that they have to battle and all that shit. Live action D&D. Yeah, it is. It's totally live action D&D um, or vampire or whatever. It's a live action role-playing game. Which, okay, I'm going to talk about this for a second, right? For years... LARPing has been seen as the dorkiest, lamest thing ever. And I think that's bullshit. I think that anybody that likes to fuck around and dress up and play, you know, fuck around with swords and shit and go out and use your imagination and have fun. I mean, I'm sorry. It sounds like fun to me. See, that's the thing. Right? Everybody enjoys doing it. And I mean, everybody. Live action role players are just the ones that are willing to do it in public. Well, that's the thing. I think it's getting over that embarrassment factor. Like, a lot of people, like, oh, you're, cause it's seen as so nerdy that it's just like, oh, pff, what are you going to do that for this weekend? It's like, well, dude, I don't know, but what are you doing this weekend? Oh, you know, I'm gonna go to a bar and get shit faced and then fucking probably puke a bunch and hit on some really ugly bitch and then go home. You know, it's, it's like, like oh yeah, you're way cooler. You know, yeah. what the fuck? Well, it's like, Oh, I'm going, to, going camping for the weekend. Oh, you can just go camping for the weekend. Or you can go camping and play like a ten-year-old with all your friends. You know what? That's a good fucking point. Camping, going camping for the weekend is seen as totally normal, but as soon as you go camping with fake weaponry, you're a dork, <laughs> you know? Um, I've never been LARPing before, so I'm not like an authority or whatever on it, but I don't know. I've known some people that have LARPed. Me too. And yeah, Ben's got friends all that have LARPed. Cool and stuff like that they're all pretty cool people and it fuck it man it sounds to me like a good way to just get away from it all for a weekend you know the hell why not once you get over being embarrassed to do the the moves or whatever I bet it's I bet it's great once you can let yourself it's go it's like later on Summer Glass cousin he's now in game all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't sort of let it so anyway um, that's I just wanted to sort of defend LARPers for a second there. I don't know why. I guess because, they, you know, people are such dicks about them sometimes. So they're obviously getting their gear together to go to this LARP, and uh, they see him walk in, his friends, and they can obviously tell there's something wrong. Right, now this house that bitches made fun of, he walks in, looks like a castle. There's a fucking room with a big-ass TV and all kinds of stuff around it. There's a fucking throne in front of the television. Like a proper throne with like gold and shit it's on amazing. it. It's amazing. I would love, love to live in this house. Oh my god, right? Yeah. So, I mean, no. <laughs> what? What? You? Oh my god. Anyway, so he goes in, grabs a fucking bottle of booze, goes to his room, and uh, starts playing his guitar. And his friends walk in, and they're like, what's that? Is that a power ballad? What's wrong? She dumped you, hasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. See, in so this true. movie, those two guys are properly good friends. Like, anyone would be so lucky to have these guys as friends. Oh, yeah. So, he's, he throws shit at them and tells them to fuck off, which, of course, they don't. You know, they what does he say? What does Peter Dinklage say? Where he's like, oh, see, your body's already adjusting subconsciously... To the, subconsciously adjusting to the game. Because he throws them out and it smashes the picture of him and Beth <laughs> at the prom or something. They try to... They try to comfort him and everything, and they're like, I know exactly what you need. And again, best friends ever. So they go, they uh, load up a nice glass bong, and he takes some bong hits, drinks some booze, and passes the fuck out 
Like completely yeah. wiped it isn't out. It's just like does a couple and a couple of drinks. No, it's like one massive hit, one massive swig of whiskey, one massive hit, one massive whiskey over and over and over again until he just blanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just watching it going, oh, you're going to be in You're going to be so ill, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You are whiting. He's pretty hardcore, though, because when he wakes up, he's not like, like, he's totally fine mm. when he wakes up. He's just like, ah, oh, weird, you know. <laughs> yeah, but meanwhile, I'm in armor. while he's passed out, cuts Some, forward. Yeah, somehow, somehow his friends have dressed him in armor, dragged him out of the house, and put him into the van. And drove him to a LARP event. Yeah, a massive LARP event. It's amazing. He's kind of pissed off at first because he's just like, what the fuck? They sort of remind him, dude, you used to play D&D and... He was legendary about when he gave uh, one of those paladins demonic syphilis. Would you rather be out here with us, you know, fucking around and having a good time, or would you rather be in an empty house sulking all weekend like a bitch? And so he... He kind of comes around and is like, yeah, what the hell? I mean... Yeah, fuck it, you know. And then we get to the games master. Now, okay, this guy's supposed to be I don't I don't know if we're supposed to hate him or just think he's a little bitch, but I like the games master. I think, I think he's, he's funny. And he's going around with these three other guys sort of showing him where everything is because each area they're in this they're in this like sort of kind of like a national park or something. There's like fields and forests. It is a national park. I think there's a uh, opening times thing at the entrance when the rednecks are coming in. Oh, right. Oh, we forgot to mention the redneck. Yeah, they, they attack at the beginning. It's the opening scenes where the Eric. Strange, Eric, Strange Wellness guy is doing some of his spellcaster to get to a level 27. Yeah, he's sorcerer, trying to get, he's trying to to get level sorcerer. 27, yeah. And um, they get paintballed to hell by some idiot rednecks. rednecks yeah. And see, okay, but that's again. where you first see the power of the book because the book flies off and attacks this redneck's face and imprints this writing on his face. They get it off front floor, it banishes, and then as they're driving off running away, he's panicking, going, I've got to go back for the book, I'll go back for it. I've lost it, and it just reappears next to him, but he didn't notice. He thought, oh, no, it's here, it's all right, don't worry about it. But that's where you get the first glimpse that something's a bit more to it than his bought-on-eBay book. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He didn't... It wasn't successful, by the way, in that scene. He did not get level 27 sorcerer. <laughs> um, no, he got a face full of paintball. And it, yeah, but it, that's the thing, though, right? So why is LARPing so dorky? But when people go out and play fucking paintball, they get all dressed up in camo and fucking ghillie suits. I, I have seen people make ghillie suits and shit for paintball. is LARPing. It fucking is. It's exactly the same thing, only you're pretending to be like a soldier or whatever which, instead which of a fantasy character. There is LARPing about <laughs> reenactments and all stuff like that. It's all basically LARPing. It's all, it's all, any, any time you dress up and are in a character... If you're not on fucking Broadway or, like, on in a stage, the theater yeah. or something, you're LARPing. If you're doing it just for fun, you're LARPing. You're playing a role. Live. Yeah. With friends. Therefore, live, live action, action role, role play. play. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I will, I'm not, I swear to God, I'm not going to litter this entire review with defending LARPing. But mm. that, that'll that be the last one. I swear. I swear. That'll be the last. So, they unroll the map of the area <laughs> and it's a shit he's like oh this is shit my, my, my niece could have done this better and she's got learning disabilities or some shit like that he's like oh it'll have to do so he's going around showing him the different areas and it's the what was it, the mystic waterfalls or whatever and it's like this yeah. crappy little bathtub like, water 
trough thing that in the is, middle of the woods. That is a, I think that's a horse water thing. A horse trough. Yeah, and like the fields of bottom and so, which I thought the fields of bottom. That's a great fucking name. It's the car park. No, no, the, no. The car park was the kingdom of. I don't remember, but no, the um, the fields of bottom was that just random field. The car park was the kingdom of. Elisentria or some bullshit like that. <laughs> um, yeah, all these random little things are the oh, amazing names. So then, like, he's walking around showing him, making him take notes, and I don't know why. I really don't. I don't know enough about LARPing to understand what's going oh, on here. No, see, my thinking, he's the GM. I think he's working out when the fights were. Oh, yeah, and probably. Where, where yeah. they would be and where people would hang out for if people come past, they would jump out to attack them. Oh, probably, yeah, probably. And he might need it, and it might need to be because a lot of these have sort of big main storylines and shit. Don't well, they? Well, no, that's what this is all about because there's the big main battle, which is the main storyline at the end of this. Yeah, the Battle of Evermore. But they right? all have to complete a quest before that night, before the battle starts, before they can join in for it. Yeah, and all of that has to be put into canon because it'll all be updated as exactly as the progression of the entire story, right? Yeah. Oh, I think. Is that right? Is that right? you guys <laughs> I think so anyway so he's doing that and we see Gwen walk past looking gorgeous Summer or, as I like to call her River <laughs> <laughs> yes that she river she will always be River she'll always be River to me brown coats forever take the sky from me Anyway, <laughs> so she walks by looking gorgeous as always, and she's followed by this big giant fucking dude with this. Gunther. Yeah, I Gunther. love Gunther. He's you would love Gunther. He's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> this is one I was referring to earlier as her cousin who is always in character. We'll be a horse for glorious combat! We were banned from medieval times because of an incident. Yeah, yeah, restraining order from medieval times. But he's wearing this chrome horn helmet and carrying a battle axe and all that. And, and he's got he's a battle following. axe and a giant ass broadsword. Yeah. And uh, our games master, what is it, Ronnie? His name's Ronnie, isn't it? Ronnie Quok. Look at you with your little IMDB knowledge. <laughs> So he walks up to her and, and tries to flirt with her and everything. And as soon as he lays a hand on her, Gunther's all over him. Well, she, well no, before even that, he's saying stuff to her. And she just shoots him down the flames. He's just like, oh, I'll take that as a no then. And all of his little friends behind him who've been following around just laughing at her. So. Well, come on, man. I mean, you're you're a girl that looks like her at a fucking LARP event. You're going to be used to getting hit on quite a bit, I'd imagine. But point is, is that, you know, here we've established that obviously... Nobody's gonna fuck with her because Gunther will take them the fuck down. Like Gunther ain't having it at all. And he is a beast of a rock guy as well. He, yeah, he's yeah. He's got to be at least sort of you know six four, six five ish, built like a brick shit house. Always in character. Cut back to the parking lot and everything. Peter Dinklage has taken what an ounce of mushrooms. Well, he said he says that he has an ounce of mushrooms and everything, and uh, he's trying to explain. So he's stretching and everything. You know, he goes to show uh, Joe how the point system works. Strike to the arm is and one legs point. is one point. Strike to the torso is two, two points. And uh, he does a little mock thing where he like completely kicks Joe's ass. Completely kicks his ass with his like adorable little foam sword. With River stood watching. Yeah, with River Stood Walking. Like, Finish him! And Peter Dinklage runs up and is like fake, like cuts his throat and lifts his head up and blood spraying out. And yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And just slaps him on the ass and he gives him a bonus point. You know, I never realized how much I wanted to be in a situation in life where I got to yell 
finish him at someone until I watched this and I thought, man, that is missing from my life. I want to yell finish him at something. Finish him! So basically, uh, then Eric, the sorcerer, goes to talk to the games master and tells him that a new player is coming that hasn't been in the realm for a long time. And he's like, oh yeah, he's totally welcome here. And then he tells him who he is and he's like, oh fuck, I hate that guy. And he's like, eh, tough shit. Um, and he has to do a summoning ritual to resurrect his character, right? Yeah. So they go out. But it doesn't tell you why he hates Joe, though. It does. No, no, I said you haven't. Because it's because they all know about him and his monster magazine and the succubus pages are stuck together. <laughs> yeah, it's because he busted him, apparently, back in their D&D days, spanking it to the succubus picture in the monster in the D&D monster manual. <laughs> so he's a bit butthurt about And, no, it's his paladin, too, that he gave uh, demonic syphilis to. Yeah. So, anyway, so he has to do this resurrection spell. Uh, Eric the Sorcerer, Hung, who is Peter Dinklage, Joe, obviously, and then this other dude that I... Lando. Lando. His name's fucking His Lando. Name's Lando, yeah. That's... Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, Lando and River and Gunther. Well, no, her name's Gwen. I gotta stop calling her River. They get around the pentagram. Joe's in the middle of it. And he's got that fucking picture of him and Beth at the prom. And it's like, God damn it, get over it, dude. So the wizard starts singing his spell. Hung. I can't call him Hung. Peter Dinklage fucking starts throwing smoke bombs around and shit. And, you know, they're making a big production of it. And while he starts singing his spell from his book that he got on eBay, all shit starts breaking loose. Well, but nobody sees it but Joe, who's in the middle of the pentagram. He starts seeing all the... Skies turning red and spiraling, and he sees Beth going all weird and all demony and shit. And he's like, starts coughing and everything. And then it's you know, it's over, and it's like, right, you're resurrected. Yeah. And he's all coughing and hacking, and like, but, oh, um, what the Eric's fuck? Eric's all stoked because when he hits his staff on the floor at the end of it, it, the energy wave sort of throws them all back. And he just thinks it was just his amazing job of, yeah, because he's awesome. That's why. Well, I love it because he's all crawling, you know, Joe's all crawling out of the circle, coughing and like all freaked out and he's just like me thinks you shouldn't be such a pussy <laughs> love it anyway so so he is resurrected he is now a character in the slarp and off they go because they're they're the group that uh they go but before they go he drops he he drops the picture of him and his ex at prom and peter dinklage picks it up and fucking eats it like straight up eats it's it like, it doth need closure yeah, <laughs> which again, shit like little things like that. It's like I, I mean, seriously, if I was ever, if me and you were to ever Peter split Dinklage's up, Peter character in this thought is is amazing though. He's, his character is amazing in everything though. He's just cool as he hell. gets like the cool characters always. <laughs> he just writes them himself, right? But if I if like if I were going through a bad breakup, this is the type of friends I would want around me. You know, I mean, just no, no, no pining. We're having a good time. Shut the fuck up. All is well. And some are glad to make you feel better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously by now the mushrooms have kicked in quite a bit for Peter Dinklage. Yeah, he's just been walking along with the baggie, just emptying them down his throat. All right. So as they walk off to their first. Little side quest. There's a fungus among us. <laughs> so as they as they walk off to their little side quest, you see fucking Beth walk out of the forest in her prom dress, and you're like, mm-hmm. But then it goes to them, and Peter Dinklage Hong is just 
completely wasted. You know, I think you're so, so amused. But, and again, you can edit this if it pisses you off. But I think you're so amused by him walking with that goofy look on his face because he's on mushrooms because you've never done mushrooms. You can't relate to that feeling. That stumble I don't walking. Need to. It's just... <laughs> so they're walking through and these like green furry monkey things jump out and they fight him. And while this fight is all going on, it cuts to one of the other apes who had got lost on the way there and is wandering through the woods. He comes across Beth. I thought that was after. No, oh, was it's it at not? the same time. It's another one, look. Oh, right, okay. Um, he's just lost in the woods because he couldn't follow the amazing map. And he comes across Beth and he's just asking her what he's doing here. He's asking her for help because he's yeah, cause lost. Yeah, because he's lost. And he, he needs a map or something. Um, and she's, she's just... Starts going down on him and then just rips his jaw straight <laughs> I off. I love that too because he's like, you know, it's some strange, crazy chick. She's not talking. Pushes him up against a tree. Starts giving him head and everything. And... He's like, oh, what is this, some furry fetish thing or whatever? And he's, I don't care. That's fine. He's like, oh, I'm totally fine with that. But, I mean, okay, men, listen to me. I want you to listen carefully. Hear my words. Are you listening? If you're ever in the fucking woods and some random chick appears in an evening gown and starts trying to go down on you immediately without even speaking to you, you are going to die. Run. Run from that bitch. Do not stay. Do not let her do anything. Holy shit, don't fall for it. Just run as fast as you can. Avo avoid the area at all costs. Because that shit does not happen, okay? It does not happen in reality. One of the, the first deaths, should we say, in the movie. He's quite cool, though. Yeah, she, she just reaches up while she goes down on him, puts her hand in his mouth. He's like, oh, okay. And then she just like crunches down on it. The effects for the jaw ripping aren't the best. I mean, it's not like Mirror. It's forgiven, though. But it's not, yeah. Yeah, it's not like horrible. But yeah, it's not, yeah, who gives a shit? This movie is not meant to be taken seriously, so fuck it. So they, we cut back to our brave adventurers, and their their quest requires them to find. What are they looking for again? They're it's like they have to go to some area to find some shit, and so they split up to cover more ground, which always ends well, like every time that ends well. Joe and Gwen go to the parking or head to the parking lot to get whatever it was out of the car. They they never get. They never get it out of the car, so I don't know what it... Which always makes me laugh, because he's going, oh, you want me to go to the car get something you forgot? Never tells him what he's actually gone to go get. <laughs> so he's gone wandering back to the van what to go it? get something with absolutely no clue of what it is he's supposed to be getting. <laughs> hmm. He does, he says, he says what it is, but he says it in game speak, so nobody knows what he's talking about. It's like the amulet of some shit. If I ever started LARPing, all of my stuff would be have names like that. The amulet of some shit... The sort of, what the fuck ever. <laughs> They're all split off now. I might sort of just be called, like, Bloody Mess. <laughs> Isn't that a Fallout part? Yeah. <laughs> that, genius. <laughs> all, my, all, all my things are going to be named after Fallout perks. Let's see how many people can get it. We cut to this guy uh, dressed as an elf with little pointy ears and everything, wandering through the forest. And he's all, ooh, who's that? Is it those who speak Elvish? Like, yeah. <laughs> and Beth walks up to him with, like, blood in her mouth and everything from earlier. And, uh, you know, tries to seduce him. And he's like, but you're all, a she, all she's repeating are the words the other guy had said to her earlier. Yeah, yeah. Because she didn't speak before that. She just repeats whatever anyone says to her. And, um... She does all the way through. 
she only repeats what she's heard. Yeah. So she like tries seducing him, and uh, you know he's gay. He's just like you're. What does he say? You're marching down the wrong battlefield, sweetie. And uh, turns and walks away from her, and then she just rips his fucking heart out. I love a heart ripping. Yeah. <laughs> and that is done really well. I mean, the fist goes straight through him. She's holding his heart in front of him, and then he pulls it back through him. Yeah, but she has... I, what I liked about that is she has trouble pulling it back through him. Like, yeah, she, it, it takes stops. her a few times, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like it would. <laughs> and then we cut back to Gwen and Joe, who are walking through the forest, and they're just having a chat about Gunther and how he's her cousin and everything, because he's like, you know, it's good you support your boyfriend's hobbies, because a lot of girls... I guess don't or something. You know, uh, this guy, these three guys from the LARP appear and uh, they have a little mini battle, a LARP battle, not an Which actual battle. I like that. She's like, I got this. She takes them all out and the last guy stood there and he's like, what was it? Mist. Yeah. <laughs> Protection. But Joe's already like thrown his little tiny dagger that is the only thing he's allowed because he's a noob. Yeah, newbies only get the, the little foam tiny dagger. foam dagger. <laughs> yeah, throws at him and he's like, no, you're already dead. So drop, <laughs> and then he does this brilliant dancing and starts shaking on the floor, and they just walk off. <laughs> That's, it is, as soon as the two guys step out from behind him to attack, it's like somebody says Miranda, and fucking Gwen goes all river on him. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be the funnest part of a LARP: pretending to die, just being like, "Oh." So we, I just go like Pee Wee Herman in the original Buffy movie. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great death scene, that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, then we, we cut to this group of fairies walking through the forest. They're arguing because dude says, you know, if anybody's going to take us seriously, we need to call ourselves sprites, you know, instead of fairies. It's three guys and a chick, and obviously the, the guy saying the sprite thing and the girl are dating... And uh, they decide to go out of character to have an argument because apparently they had a threesome or something like that. And she saw the girl without him and he's all jealous and butthurt. And uh, so she walks off on her own. And Beth appears and seduces her and they start making out and everything. And then she kills her. Now suck you bitch from hell. No heart ripping on this one, which is a shame. But, you know... What are you going to do? You can't just always have a heart ripping, I It's guess. like claws through back and then a bit neck gnawing. Yeah, yeah. They arrive at the um, Nature Park toilets, and it's um, Lando and Peter Dinklage and... The Games the Master. Yeah, they they Ronnie. arrive. And, okay, what gets me right, he's meant to be on mushrooms, and he's like, you know, there's electricity in the air and, and, and all this shit, and they're acting like he's insane, but I get exactly what he's meaning. There's something up. So Beth appears. And he starts going all like serious like he wants to fight her, because it does appear that because he's on the streams, he can see her real face. Yeah, he can see her for what she really is, and the other two can't. They just see this bloody dressed girl and think, oh, you know, do you need help or whatever? And he's like, you know, don't go near her. And it, so he fucking goes to throw down with her. And she kills Peter Dinklage. Oh, no. She throws him against the wall. She When she throws him against the wall, the GM bolts straight away. He's like, fuck this, I'm out. Lando goes into the toilets and hides. And sees the silhouette of her, you know, she picks him up and then rips his heart out. And eats it. Which apparently, when she rips the heart out, she eats it. And then it shows her outside eating the heart, and then she drops it. Okay, here's my question. In every movie I've ever seen, 
where someone rips someone's heart out and eats it, which happens in a lot more movies than you'd think. <laughs> they never eat the whole thing. They just eat a few a bites, bites out of it and then just drop it. It's like, if you're gonna eat it, fucking eat it. Don't just, like, waste a bunch of it. That's like, here's a nice steak. Oh, you're go- what, you're gonna yeah, take three bites and then throw it away? Is that, that how she, you roll? <laughs> she takes people's souls. It doesn't say that she needs the food to survive. She's just doing it for the hell of it. Yeah, but if you're gonna do it for the hell of it, eat the thing. Make a meal. Yeah, fucking hey, don't waste it. Don't just we don't just waste hearts around here, man. So Rando's in the toilet, so he sees her <laughs> killing poor Pia. That's so sad. Poor Hong the Magnificent. He's such an awesome character, I didn't want him to die. But then uh as Lando's hiding, she kicks in the door and uh as he's he gets past her and just about to get out of the door and she pulls the knife out of her leg that Peter Dinklage had stabbed her with and just throws it straight through his throat and then it just cuts off with him screaming. And you gotta wonder, like, if he had just stayed up in the ceiling and not tried to come down when she was still in there to escape... Would he have been alright? Would he have been alright? Would she have just left the bathroom and not fucked with him? Um, so then we see Gwen and Eric who heard the scream of Lando and they're coming to investigate and they find poor Peter Dinklage dead on the floor and obviously freak out they hear noise in the toilets and Joe's just creeping around to investigate and then gets a fist to the face yeah and it's Gunther because Gunther and Eric Eric yeah Gunther and Eric heard it and they heard them coming and thought they might be the people that did it Um, now during this sequence Joe has a vision when he's yeah. knocked out of Beth on top of him and she's like you're not gonna sing are you and shit and going all demonic and going all demonic and then wakes up with Gunther strangling him so everyone's all upset they're Every, trying yeah. to decide what to do well obviously uh, they want to call the cops and everything they want to all just like let's leave let's call the cops but Gunther because he's always fucking in character because he's mentally unhinged and thinks avenge the poor souls taken here this evening needs to avenge he's his really, friends yeah he, he's like we gotta go avenge him so Eric's like right well we need to go to my van and get proper weapons and we'll go avenge them while they call for reinforcements you know call you for help get my reserve of steel so they go back to the parking lot go through like get the bag out with the weapons in it and everything like that and this random larper comes up because joe can't find his phone he's like right you gotta call 911 there's been an accident and uh, he calls the sheriff's department and they're like oh there's been an accident and the sheriff's the cops are the fucking paintballing rednecks from the beginning of the movie. They're just laughing their ass off, calling their friends and saying, right, revenge is on. Yeah, we're going to go get revenge or whatever. And it's fucking, I swear to God. Sh- you know, it, I think it pisses me off so much because I'm from a little shit redneck town in Texas. And I can absolutely see, depending on who was on duty, a group of idiot fucking redneck cops saying, oh, well, who gives a shit about this accident that they supposedly had? We're going to go shoot the place up with paintballs because we're a bunch of redneck fucking dickheads. Anyway, so they come back. Gunther is, like, out for blood, so he grabs a massive broadsword and runs off. Gwen is not going to leave him, so she grabs an actual sword and chases him. And, you know, Joe is just like, we gotta go after him. So they do. And they come across the uh, the LARPer who was just helping him use the phone call getting eaten by Beth. Yeah. She gets up. That's when Joe figures out that earlier when he did that summoning thing 
It obviously summoned this, and it took the form of Beth because of the picture he had. Speaking of the picture he had, earlier when Peter Dinklage got killed, mm. and she ripped his heart out and stuff, she looks down and she picks the picture out of his stomach and opens it up. And he swallowed that picture. bastard whole. He swallowed the fucker whole, man. And yeah. that was a big picture. That was not like a little wallet size. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, Eric's... They they see her and he starts right doing doing another spell, pick another page at random, and he yeah. starts singing off the spell out of the book. She's coming towards him and then she starts screaming and writhing on the floor and then runs off. And he thinks, Oh god, she's gone off there to die. Yeah. To which like, yeah, Ronnie bitch. the Games Master appears. Yeah, and Ronnie the Games Master he's figured out what's happened. Yes, he figured it out earlier. Um and couldn't find him for ages because nobody knows how to make a proper fucking map. Which I <laughs> thought was hilarious because he was just standing in the woods going, Nobody can make a map. Where the fuck am I? <laughs> um, but he finds him and he tells him, you know, because he can read Enochian, which is what this book is written in. He tells him the whole history. Yeah, yeah, and he's about he, this John D. who was trying to summon angels, but instead summoned demons. Which is a real thing, listeners. Yeah. It's and, a, it's and they a wrote this thing. book because it's like a recipe book to summon demons. Yeah, and when I say it's a real thing, I mean that's a real thing that happened. Like there was this guy; he actually did make this sort of language and this book of spells and everything. And it is Enochian. Not that any of it's actually real, real. Like if you get some Enochian shit and do a spell, fuck all's gonna happen. So just you know, <laughs> feel <laughs> free to go. try though. Yeah, if you try, if you try it. If you're trying to succeed, please let us know. Yeah, film it and post it on the Facebook group, Black Anis. <laughs> but um, so he tells him, you know, he's like, did you read this page? And uh, he's like, yeah. And uh, he freaks out because he's like, no, like, you dumb shit. You didn't wound it and you didn't hurt it. You transformed it. And, and Eric's all, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It transformed into what? And it shows her transforming in the woods and sort of cuts off and then just this giant foot stomps in the puddle and that's all you see for now. I need another drink at this point in the show. Rise from the ground, thy wounds be bound. Regeneration spell successful. Ah, that's better. Where were we? Yes, so, so the thing roars really loud and the dudes in the tent are like, oh shit, we're supposed to get this battle kicking off. They don't realize it's fucking three o'clock in the morning. They just think they've overslept. Because they're in charge of the dragon for the main battle. Yeah, yeah. So they sound the horn, and everybody's like, oh, fuck. So this means that there's, like, a buffet of victims on this battlefield <laughs> for this thing. All the has a camped out on this one field ready for this battle to start in the early hours. Yeah, so they decide, right, we've got to rescue them, obviously, because we're not pussies. So they, uh, they, they head out to try and rescue. Right, so we cut to the battle scene. Not the battle scene against the demon. No, no, no. The LARP battle scene. <laughs> Apparently, there are two factions, both with kings. One is in a wheelchair that is all done up like a chariot with spikes coming out of the wheels, because if you have a wheelchair, of course you're going to put spikes coming out of the wheels. I mean, come on. And, and another the other one one's is... like Leonidas with a crown. Yeah, and they give their speeches and shit, and then they start fighting. And then the fake dragon comes out, so everybody's all stoked about life. The GM's all pissed off because they've used this without him being there. But he said they made it in two weeks. Now, from the look of it, they made that in two weeks. It's really cool. As t for two weeks, that's not bad at all. I know. Not uh, bad. I love over the speakers, though. It's like, you know, um, but don't be a douche about the wings. The paper mache is not dried, quite dried yet. <laughs> 
in the middle of this big battle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they're all fighting with their foam and their latex weapons and fucking fighting the dragon and everything like that. And then the fucking redneck paintballer dickheads show up. Oh, God, yeah, right in the middle of it all. Spoiling everyone's fun like a bunch of douchebags and fucking start shooting people with paintballs and everything. And so the LARPers decide to battle against those red of neck and, <laughs> and fucking in the middle of this, evil demon Beth bitch comes stomping out. Giant demon Beth bitch. Yeah, and just starts taking people out. And I swear to God, she looks like a giant critter. No, 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 no. That's the rum talking. She looks like a giant ghoulie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a giant ghoulie with dreadlocks. It's awesome. Has a proper critter mouth, though. <laughs> she does, yeah, the critter Has mouth. Has a row of teeth, but that sort of big, wide, like Zippy from Rainbow. Rainbow? Zippy Rainbow? What's happening Any here? Any of the English listeners will know what I'm talking about. She's Zippy from Rainbow. She has Zippy from Rainbow's mouth. I don't Misty think that's is really a real confused, thing. But I, I will play her You've the just Twanger made episode that up. after we finish recording <laughs> you tonight. Have... You have just made that up. It is a up. kids' TV program called Rainbow, and there was Bungle, Zippy, and George who were. I don't think this is. I think you're making this up. <laughs> well, no, no, it's England. You guys have weird shit on TV over here. Yeah, it's great. The, the, <laughs> this was about when I was a kid. Brilliant. So, evil demon giant Ghoulie Beth shows up and starts fucking shit up. She starts killing the shit out of everyone oh, inside. The dude in the wheelchair, the king, gets his throat sliced. I love, see, like I love a heart ripping, I love a throat ripping as well. Basically, Beth's just running through everybody. They're all trying to attack her with foam weapons and just, she's slicing and dicing. Yeah, yeah. There's blood, guts, intestines, hearts, heads, arms floating everywhere. Yeah, the rednecks, fucking dead. The LARPers, dead. Doesn't matter. You're around, you're dead. Because she's got the giant arms with giant claws and just swinging. Yeah. So they show up to fucking help fight off evil she-beast ghoulie bitch and everyone on the battlefield is dead already like laid out and they run behind the rednecks van that's a truck man yeah truck. Um, <laughs> Ronnie the GM just runs straight to the truck starts well, trying to get it going yeah, but he didn't know how to start a damn truck because... He, he tries a Prius, he tries a, an automatic, so he has no idea what to do. So he's trying to figure out how to start it. And Gunther's starting shit with the, the evil she-beast ghoulies bitch. She was about to kill somebody, and you just see the demon, she just gets this giant broadsword just thrown and stuck straight into the side of her head from Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> Man. That's why I like him so much. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to stab you. I'll throw a sword at your head. So so the Game Master does eventually get the truck started and backs up and pins him, or pins her, evil shibi schooly bitch, against a wall. And is it against the upturned dragon? Is it the upturned dragon? Ah, that, that's, yeah. And they're like hitting her with fireworks and swords and all that while uh, Eric is trying to f- read this spell to sort of banish her. Yeah. Well, they shoot all these fireworks into her mouth. And she, like, does this fire breath. And is about to burn Joe, and Eric dies in front with the book, and the book gets set on fire. As well as his arms, because he's got those and big, long, I love, those uh, big sleeves, yeah. you know, those big but wizard sleeves? I love sleeves. this bit, because it goes all slow motion, he's just running around going, <laughs> 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 
It pleases me. So, Games Master Ronnie gets out with a fire extinguisher and puts his arms out. See, this out. is the whole thing about Ronnie, though, because all the way through, you think he's a bit of a douche, but he comes true like a proper hero. He's brilliant. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I agree with you. He I, saved the day. I don't think Ronnie's that bad. I think that there's just a bit of ego at play with with yeah. Ronnie and he, everyone he else. He desperately is trying to help and put things right. He didn't run away when the shit really happened. He was there doing everything he could to stop it. But point is, he's so he's trying to help Eric remember what the fuck he was saying because the book's ash now yeah. at this point. All the book is ash. Is the magic gem which is the key to summoning and getting rid of the demons. Yeah, yeah, that's where the magic actually lies. So they're trying to figure out the song. And Gunther's like, what do you need? And he's like, um, oh, we need a banishment spell, but we don't have one. And Gunther's all, I'll get your spell or whatever. And goes and gets the redneck's head. Remember the redneck from earlier the where the, the book, yeah, the book attached itself to his face and put the imprint of the spell on it. And so he comes back with redneck's head and throws it to him. Give me your spell. Oh, oh my God, fuck? fucking damn it. It's a dead head! Oh my god, it's a dead head! <laughs> I can't even, you know, which is great. Because he's, you know, he's trying to hold it together, but fucking hell, he's holding a head, yeah, How man. much can you do in these circumstances? <laughs> they tell him to calm down and everything, and then the truck dies, because fucking stupid rednecks don't take care of their vehicles the way they should. Now, the demon pushes yeah. the truck out of the way and squishes Ronnie, the game master, until all his insides pop out onto the outside. Yeah, which is pretty nasty. This is a big pool of internal organs. It's sad, too, because you know that guy was a virgin. Yeah. You know? Hey, he made it with two 2D succubuses. <laughs> so Joe's like, right, it's music that makes this work. The jewel is where the actual magic is, so all you have to really do is sort of sing with intent, if that makes sense. Yeah. So he gives him a CD, and he's like, put it on track, too. And he plays it, and then he gets up on the and truck. It, it's his own song, and what makes me laugh is the little foam dagger, which is the only weapon he's allowed as a newbie, he's using as a mic to I send the demon back. I never caught that. He spins it around, I and he's singing into the handle. I never caught that. He's singing into the hilt of the little dagger. And so metal happens. He starts fucking rocking out and singing this song that he wrote for Beth when they were yeah. together. And it totally is working. Like, the jewels shooting shit at the demon because it's all glowy and everything. And he's fucking singing metal, and there's, like, light behind him and wind effect and all that. Oh, and yeah. And the sky starts swirling all red and everything, and fucking, like... Yeah, the demon starts cowering Peter away. Peter Dinklage get shot down from the, the sky. Magnificent with burning red eyes. He starts, he's like obviously the avatar of the metal and he starts kicking the shit out of this demon bitch and it's right and... Yeah, you feel just like he's back just to kick some ass. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and kills her. Bitch dies. She's done. And she fucking falls apart and melts into the ground. Then it goes to this whole like six months later ending thing. But what I'm curious is about is how the fuck did they explain that, right? So you got the cops show up. All the local sheriff's department is dead because they were the paintball idiots and they got killed by evil demon bitch. Mm. All these fucking LARPers are dead You're and disemboweled and you shit. You guys are stood there with real steel swords, which are probably covered in blood from stabbing the demon. Yeah. The demon is vanished and nowhere to be seen. Because she melted into the ground. <laughs> how, the f how do you explain that shit? 
I mean, obviously, this movie is a the comedy. The only thing I can think it's of is if there was video footage, like from the inside the dragon, because they had the camera in there, and it Maybe? caught video footage of it all. Uh, let's go with that. Sure. And I'm sure it's, <laughs> at these events, there's going to be a lot of people with cameras and filming. And it didn't kill everybody, because there were quite a few survivors, remember, because even that guy that Gunther saved was still back there. Oh, God, I forgot about that guy. So there would have been other people that got away. It didn't kill everyone. Yeah, but I don't know, man. It just seems like a lot of investigation would be going on. Oh, God, yeah. They probably just got out. Yeah. So, you know, we got the end of our movie. Six months later, Gwen and Joe have formed a doom metal band, which is always a good idea, I think. Yeah. Gunther, obviously, having faced a real demon, is always in-game. Like... When he's there or not now, I think that implies. Well, I see. I thought it was like that anyway. No, it's it said whenever he's here, he, he never he felt, broke character. No, Gwen does does say whenever he's there, he feels like he's been transported to another realm. So it's like when he's there, he's suddenly in game all well, the time. Well, then why did then, the medieval times thing happen? Well, because he was in that place, so he becomes in that place after face the demon. It's like. He was permanently in the game 24-7. See, I thought he was like that anyway, but I'm, I'm going to have to go with what whatever Ben's saying. Yeah, and so it all worked out for everyone in the end, except for all, all those LARPers all that got gutted, yeah, all, like on the battlefield yeah, and shit, and Peter Dinklage. And it does say the end that Eric is now learning in Nokia, so this shit doesn't happen again. Well, no, more importantly, he finally got level 27 sorcerer. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Knights of Badass of Ben. Thought? Five. I wasn't saying to it just yet. Okay. But I think it's amazing. Five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Knights of Badass them. I think it's a good movie. I mean, I think I it's, it. it's a fun movie. It it's is. one of those, it's got a lot it, of rewatchability yeah, factor in there. I think like, that's why, is because it does have points where you could other movies you would criticize but with this you just let them slide because it's so much fun well yeah because it doesn't take itself so seriously not it's at like, all. you know i mean does it count as horror does this movie count as a horror movie if evil dead if 2 counts just... as a horror movie this counts as a horror movie if army darkness counts in them genre so does this see this is closer it's a comedy horror yeah this is closer to your army of darkness than your evil dead 2 though yeah i mean evil dead 2 there's a lot more gore and shit going on in evil dead 2 i, I don't know there's quite a lot in this to be fair <laughs> not evil dead 2 levels come on not the amount of blood, but probably equal amount of gore. That's see, that's the thing. Yes, it's more of a comedy, and it's more lighthearted, but it's got it's got gore in it. It's got you know, it's got horror themes. I think it counts as a comedy horror. I mean, oh, very much so. Yeah. You know, if Shaun of the Dead counts as a comedy horror, then, then this sure as hell does. Like I was saying earlier, it's highly rewatchable. It's one of those movies where. You know, like if I'm sick or I have the flu or something, or if I'm just down, I can it, put it on and it puts me in a good mood. It's one of those top five movies. You're like, oh, put this on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. What do you give it, Ben? No, you've already had my answer. You're giving five. it five. I'm done. I'm giving it five. You're giving it five hatchets, I love really. It. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I'm not saying it's wrong. I was just a bit surprised because we've always said we reserved five hatchets for, like, the truly excellent, like, the thing would get five hatchets. The Shining would get five yeah, hatchets. For, for me, yeah. five hatchets are movies that everybody should see. Fair enough. And, and damn, everybody should see this movie. <laughs> well, and I can see why some people wouldn't like it too, because some people just don't like that style of comedy. Some people don't 
like comedy horror, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I would like to say, this you're is actually, okay just the way you are. And I say we can get away <laughs> with reviewing this movie because IMDb states it as an action adventure comedy fantasy horror. So it's everything. Yes, it's every genre. So that means we no matter we can review <laughs> it no matter what. So. Well, we can review this movie just because we can review whatever the fuck movie we want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody um, can control us. I am going to give this four hatchets. I love this movie. It should get the extra one just because of Peter Dinklage. That's my view. <laughs> See, if it weren't for him, four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's thinking now. Not the size of the young knave's blade, but the lust in his thrust by which legends are made. No, I'm, I'm not giving it five just for Peter Dinklage. I'm not, like I said, I like to reserve five hatchets for truly, truly masterful horror movies. A lot of classic horror, well, not a lot of it, but some of the classic horror movies will get five hatchets from me. To be perfectly honest, I haven't seen really any new movies that would get five hatchets from me at the moment, no. but you never know. Well, There's I, a lot no, I haven't I agree seen. with you. It's only these sorts of movies that are more recent that would get high marks from me. A lot of the actual serious horror movies that are released recently are just pretty poor. That's a bold statement. We'll have to go into that one later. Espe- no, especially like, especially like if you look at like big Hollywood ones. A lot of the indie ones and things like that oh, will see, get a lot of higher marks from me, but a lot of the I Hollywood agree with ones... You, no. yeah. uh, Hollywood's not doing any... I'm not going to say any, but... Yeah, they are, just about they're doing all the, some, but they're all quite faily. Yeah, all the good horror I've seen... All the remakes of ones that had already been done better. Yeah, oh god, no, don't even get me started on that. We will um, be coming to that on one of our episodes. Coming up, just a heads up, guys, there will be a new feature on the show pretty soon. Oh, versus... Yeah, we're going to... We Original versus remake. Right. We're going to start doing... Uh, every once in a while, we're going to start doing an episode, uh, a versus episode. We're going to take an original horror film, and we're going to pit against the remake of that horror film. One will win and earn the right to live. Uh, the loser will be executed by our chosen method for that day. Uh, we haven't figured out a title for the versus episodes yet, to be perfectly honest, but um, hopefully we'll have one ready soon so we can get recording because I'm really excited to do those. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, keep an ear out for that. But anyway, smoke some weed and drink some alcohol. I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix in it as well. Oh, God, I've got no idea. I've got no idea it if it's was, on Netflix Whether or not. it still is, I don't know. Yeah, if you've got it, check it out. Definitely, definitely. And we'll be back after this break. Yeah, with our review of Deathgasm. <laughs> Hello? Hello, who is this? Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Oh, I think you've got the wrong number. Do I? I'm going to hang up. Wait, don't hang up. What's that noise? Popcorn? You're making popcorn. Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one? Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is that the one with the two guys with the beards? Uh, yeah, Dan and Gav. Most episodes, they look at two different horror movies. Each episode, they look at a world of a strange, where they look at weird things from around the world. Sometimes, they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors' discographies and talk about them. Do you have a boyfriend? Maybe. So where can I find the podcast on Haunted Hill? Well, you can go to legionpodcast.com, Facebook, 
Twitter, or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill. So, are you going to ask me out? Looking for something different in your podcast library? Then why not check out the podcast Under the Stairs? I'm the host Duncan McLeish and joining me each week will be a special guest as we examine some classic old school horror favourites as well as some modern classics. That's not to say that we don't tackle some of the, let's say, more questionable entries into the horror genre. And if all that wasn't enough, we have a subset of shows called Baz V Horror, where our horror novice, The Baz, tackles horror in all shapes and forms to see who will come out victorious. So what are you waiting for? The show can be found at podcastunderthestairs.wordpress.com and on Stitcher and iTunes. The Podcast Under The Stairs is a proud member of Legion Podcast Network. This is Duncan McLeish from Under The Stairs, signing off.
Right. Wasn't that a good break? Wasn't that such an enjoyable break? Yeah. Right. Well, I've almost finished my bottle of wine, so I suppose we should get on to the next review. However, before we do that, HorrorCon. It is in Rotherham. It is at... The Magnus Center. The Magnus Center. Right. HorrorCon. It is at the Magnus Center in Rotherham. Doug Bradley will be there. Kane Hodder. Oh, my God. Right. Doug Bradley will be there. Kane Hodder will be there. Graham Masterson will be there. David, David Norton. Good old... Linnea in London. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, yeah. That was my childhood horror movie. I loved that so much. Right, Linnea quickly. Oh my god. Not of the demons. Oh my god. I hope she didn't hear our Halloween podcast. Uh, <laughs> if I hope she did hear our Halloween podcast, so I can be like, he's the one that talks shit. Slap him. they're all going to be there confirmed I don't know who else is going to be there yet because there's a lot of guests coming soon on their site yeah yeah thinking they've got some people lined up that they haven't confirmed yet but um, those are the ones that are confirmed I am so fucking excited we will both be there yeah Ben and I will be there it's July the 9th and the 10th so not not too much farther away. If you if you go, fucking say hi. Like come and come and say hi to us. I don't know. I mean, we're not going to be in cosplay or anything. I guess we might have some Legion flyers to hand out. I'll be I'll, I'll be like the only American girl there. I don't know though. Last year when we went, there was like another American girl there, wasn't there? Yeah, the people at the camp were like, ah, oh, I've just met another American. Yeah, yeah. If they go, I guess it'll be me and what. So if you meet an American girl. Say, oh, are you from? Are you Misty from Black Annis? And if she's like, no, then I'll be the other American chick there. <laughs> um, and we'll have we'll have our daughter with us. Uh, they've got a bar set up. Last year, I mean, I know you heard us talk about it in our very first episode. Lots of good stalls, lots of good merch, good talks. I'm so excited. I can't I'm, wait. I'm hoping um, Papa there again. The guys that did the little horror walks. Yeah, um, really hope they're showing. Primrose, yeah. Primrose Underground Project. Primrose Underground Project. Yeah, I hope they're there too. Their scare attraction last year was awesome. I, I really hope they're, they're there again because uh, they always do, they deliver. So hell be fun. yeah, they and deliver. We will be going through whatever ride they. Maybe a couple of videos, maybe a couple of little audio things to put on the podcast. Yeah. But that's that's coming up. If you're in the UK, come up. Come to HorrorCon. Fucking Pinhead's yeah. going to be there. I mean, goddamn. Hey, he, look, Doug Bradley Are we is... going both days or just one day? I think we should go both days. Do you want to just do one day? It'd probably be just the Sunday we go. You want to go on the Sunday? Yeah. I quite liked going on the Sunday last year because it was like not as busy as the Saturday. Yeah, and we still got to meet everybody. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot more time to chat with the people so that we met. If stuff. anybody is going, we will be there on the 10th of July. Yes, we will. And we'll be there all day and... Bimbling around. Yeah. Staring at all the stuff we want to buy and can't afford. Uh, we, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> oh, we can afford a couple of bits. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> but there'll be a lot more. I mean, I remember last year, I mean, we still spent, you know, 100 odd quid and there, I could at least work out there was at least about three and a half, four grand's worth of stuff I still wanted to get. Oh, God. Yeah, if I had unlimited money, it'd oh, be over. There's so many nice things to buy. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, if you're in the, if you're in the UK and uh, you hit up Horicon, you know, have a lookout for us. We'd love to chat with you. We'd love to meet you and have a drink or two or ten. And, uh, yeah. And, it, you know, even so, fuck us. Doug Bradley, look, let's be honest here. He's not going to live forever, right? He's getting up there in the years. And we've lost so many we, amazing we've horror lost, icons we've lately. Lo- lo- oh, just in general, we've lost a lot of people this year. And we don't want to lose any more. <sighs> right? 
Meet them all while you can. Meet them all while you have the chance, for Christ's sake, you know. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that quickly before we go into our next review because we'd love to we'd love to see any of you there. It should be, and even if you don't give a shit about, get out there. Get up. <laughs> Rob, steal, kill to get there because it's going to be awesome. With that being said, here is the trailer for Death those lyrics about hell, demons, and doom. What if I told you it's all real? I know. I was there. Jesus! It's piss. That's me, Brody. My friends are losers. So we started a band. If the music had something to do with demons? Demons. We're all gonna die. I translated those pages. Now, people are turning crazy. Like, possessed. Crazy. That was pretty cool. As is, I mean, the axe and the... You know, I'm not even sure I'm in the right tuning. Brother to steal. All right, so Deathgasm. New Zealand. What is it about New Zealand? They will all of a sudden put out... Some of the most badass horror movies, just randomly, <laughs> and they're always good. Yeah. I mean, fucking, oh, Brain Dead. Yeah. Housebound. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, New Zealand does it properly. So uh, here we have the story of Brody. His uh, his mom got all kinds of hopped up on meth and tried to blow a Santa in a public mall oh. and got arrested. So he had to go stay with his stupid ass fucking Christian aunt and uncle and their kid. Who's just, ugh. Who's a shit. Who's white jock dickhead. Yeah, yeah. And, um, in this shit town. Yeah. And his cousin's a piece of shit that fucks with him constantly and beats up kids and fucking... Beats him up as well, quite regularly. Oh, yeah. Badly. Yeah. And, you know, the aunt and uncle don't give a shit because they think he deserves it because he's a metalhead. And he's into Satan. Yeah, and they're in their stupid ass mind. That means the devil. I'm sorry, but I have never met a metal like every like proper Satanist I've ever known has not been like a metalhead like that. Not that kind of metalhead. They've they've listened to like classical music and worn really nice suits and you know what the fuck is I don't know whatever. But so they don't give a shit. They just avoid him. He's going to this shit school in the middle of bum fucked Egypt nowhere. His cousin is constantly fucking with him. And uh, he makes he makes a couple of friends. Yeah. He, there's a there's a couple of the nerds. One of them is um, the D and D nerd, and he's like, 
Because he stops his cousin from bullying him. He's trying to shove dice up the kid's nose because that's the kind of piece of shit this guy is. And he's like, you know, cut that shit out. The cousin fucks off. And the D&D nerd's like, hey, man, you want to do something really badass? And, and then you like, see him yeah. playing D&D. Yeah, and then you see the dice rolling, and it's like, oh, poor thing. So there's a D&D nerd, and then there's this other kid that got, what, what he got, he got suspended for he got fucking suspended the for CPR, no, dummy? He, just, he got suspended for violating the CPR, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> so and then he he says you know the only good thing about this shit town is this badass record store and having grown up in a shit town in texas i can tell you a alien, good record store alien is records like, oh a good record store is an oasis in a desert of misery i mean where i grew up we had this awesome record store one town over it wasn't even in the town i was in it was a town over but it was only about a 20, 30 minute drive. And I fucking lived in that place. It, oh, you could get so many good proper vinyl records. And they were so cheap because they didn't know what they had because it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah, but I say he goes into the record store and he meets our, the only other metalhead in the entire town, Zach. Yeah, Zach. Zach. And Zach is like, you remember, all right. For those of you in our age group, uh, do you remember those metalheads that like sort of dropped out of school or got kicked out of school and just were constantly fighting and, and like... But still hung around all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's one of those. Yeah. So he meets Zach and it's like love at first bromance. They're, they're fucking <laughs> instantly best friends, hanging out every day constantly. But at the same time, Brody is getting very friendly with Medina, who is his cousin's girlfriend at the time well he wasn't really getting friendly with her he, well, he, he had the hots for her no, he but, had a but, thing for her yeah but she started giving him the smiles and stuff and things like that when they were in class and there was something happening between them okay does anybody remember this from high school because we were all in high school at some point it always seemed like it happened that way there'd be like this metalhead kid and he would always end up dating this really preppy chick that was all like Richie and obviously I don't know either in denial about how awesome metal was or trying to get back at her parents but it mm. always seemed like because I was I went to high school in the 90s so or, I was or, one or of those just like a bit of rough and ready yeah yeah I went to high school in the 90s so I was one of those like grunge kids that just sort of wore flannel and smoked weed in the parking lot so I didn't like I wasn't <laughs> like part of that whole metal group really but it always seemed like they dated the preppiest bitches <laughs> See, not over here. No? No. No, we didn't. We had our crowd. Are you just all sort of interdated within each other? Kind of. All we sort of found others for each other. Well, the English do have a long history of inbreeding. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know we'd all, like, go out together and uh, they'd be like, what about her? Yeah. What about her? No. What about her? <laughs> yeah, go talk to her. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so him and Zach hang out. He's got a crush on Medina. Funky Cole Medina. So him and Zach are hanging out and Zach's like, Come on, we're going to check this shit out. And uh, takes him to this house. And he's like, you be the lookout. I'm going to break in. And uh, he goes in. And then eventually Brody goes in. And, you know, Zach tells him there's apparently the guy that's a singer for this really hardcore, Iggy like, satanic metal band. <laughs> like He's so Iggy Pop. He's not <laughs> he's Iggy so Pop. <laughs> He's not. He is. 
no, this hardcore satanic metal band that just went insane and spent all of his money on devil shit, in their words, hiding out in this house in this little town. And they see him asleep, and they he's holding a record. Yeah, one of the last records, it's gripping it tight to his chest. And they grab it and run because this other guy's come in looking for him, who he's hiding from. Yeah, so they bolt with the record. He tells them, guard it with your life. And then suit guy comes in. Suit guy? Suit guy. I totally guy thought you said suit, suit guy just Man then. in black. <laughs> comes in and... Beats the living shit out of him. Eliminates Iggy Pop. It's not Iggy Pop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, he, he, he just wears the tight trousers, no top, and has the blonde hair. He's like, How many freaking people does that describe, though? I know. But he's, he's an Iggy Pop lookalike. Oh, come He's He's not Iggy He's not Iggy. No. Uh, he's not wrinkly enough or sunburnt enough. Yeah, and there's not orgies happening in his house. <laughs> yeah. He's not. His house is too dirty. Well, okay. I- Iggy Wannabe gets his throat slit. Yeah. Evil man in suit comes in, slits the guy's throat. Meanwhile, Brody and Zach have come back to their sort of garage hideaway. You know, the record. They're like, oh, yeah. And they take the record out. And it's like, what is it? It's, it's a like Rick some- a- it's a Rick Astley record. It's not a... Is it really? It's a Rick Astley record, yeah. <laughs> and Zach just picks it out, throws it, smashes it, but this bit of paper falls out, and it's a music sheet, a very, very old music sheet. Turns out this music sheet is the black hymn. Not like him, like a dude, but him, like, you know, with the Y, yeah. like, a cre- like a hymn. The good old Latin writing <laughs> on it that Brody translates. Yeah, so being teenagers... Let's make it a deathgasm song, which we didn't say. You know, him and Zach and the D&D guy and the Violate a, a CPR dummy guy have formed a band. And uh, they haven't created it yet. I thought they We're had because it's bit. like let's make it de- make it let's make it a deathgasm song. No, that's next when he dragged them to in the garage. Ah, right. Then they play, well, eventually then they that's that. what happens. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, we see the evil suit guy, which I oh fuck, I love this scene. The evil suit guy comes up to his boss, right? And it's in this big white office. A big corridor. And there's another evil guy in a suit sitting behind this big amazing desk. And um, evil suit guy that slit dude's throat is like, oh, you know, we fucked up. I, I, I killed him, but I couldn't find the black him. And these like Satanist guys in robes with the hoods up and everything come out and uh, and behead him, right? <laughs> but he's like, You got blood on my rug, you're supposed to put the fucking tarp down and they're like, Oh man, sorry and he's like, Do it again. Yeah. Like what? Do it again. They he's look like, at him all no, confused. Af- yeah. He's like, so, do it again. So they pick up his head, <laughs> put a tart down. One of them holds his head in place over his body, and the other one pretends to chop with the sword and then lets go of the head onto the tarp, and he's like, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed more than I should have at that part. Like, you know, they're just like, shit. Um, well, you hold the head there, and I'll, like, pretend to swing it, and it'll fall into the tarp. And then, and then he's like, that's better. And this chick rises up from under his desk to look at what they've done. And he just pushes her head right back down and you just hear... (laughs) (laughs) So then we cut back to Brody and his friends and they're going to make a music video. And they've got like the proper black metal face paint on. (laughs) I know you want to call it corpse paint, but you don't look like a corpse. It's black metal face paint. Accept it. Just own the their, black metal their paint. kiss makeup yeah just because one of them actually I think is, is it the drummer actually has the proper kiss kitty cat yeah. makeup yeah there's no corpsing going on it's just anyway so 
they go out into the woods to do this music video, which is pretty fun. And on the way back, they run into Medina. And she's like, oh, yeah, Brody, you want to get some ice cream and shit? And, you know, his boys are all, oh, no, we're done. Totally. Go with her. And we cut to this scene on the bench. And, it, and she's wearing, like, these adorable white stocking knee highs and this flowery dress. And he's, like, got the fucking bullet belt across his he's chest. He's got the giant spiked gauntlets and the spiked boots, black jeans, metal top yeah. on, face paint. <laughs> yeah, with the corpse paint on and everything. And they're just sad, eating ice cream cones. Having a nice it, chat. <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's adorable. I mean, so many... It's adorably awkward. That's what it looks like. Well, I, it's awkward, but I think it's only awkward because... Brody doesn't really like. He's never expected no. a girl like this to take. He doesn't know how to act around her, and she, she likes him and is trying to let him know, really unsubtly, and he just he just bottles it. Yeah, he <laughs> doesn't. Him. He doesn't really get it. I mean, it's to the point where she's even like, "Oh, I was thinking about getting a tattoo," and he's like, "Oh yeah," and she's like, "Yeah, I was thinking about getting it here," and like pulls her top down a bit to show some cleavage. It's like, or I could get it here and like pull her top skirt of her thigh up. And lift yeah. It up. And he's like, oh, yeah, that would be a good spot, you know, like, trying not to look and shit. It's, come yeah. on. It's, it's very, very cute. I bet you were like that when you were in high school, weren't you? Totally. <laughs> I was so sweet. <laughs> I bet you were. I bet you were so adorable and awkward. And all these girls showing me their cleavage <laughs> and their upper thigh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> So, so obviously she's got an interest in him. Obviously he's got an interest in her. But, you know, she's this preppy chick and he's just like, what the hell do I do here? <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, but yeah, he, he tries to educate her about what metal is. Oh my God, And he's explaining right. about it, like how you really feel and all this. And he lends her some CDs. <laughs> I love when she's going through his Corpse CDs. Baby like, and stuff like that. Yeah, she, he, she's like, anal cunt? And he's like, yeah, don't borrow that one. Borrow this other yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, this is the one you want to listen to. Yeah, gives it to her to borrow and everything. And then later on, we see her walking down the street and she puts the CD in. <laughs> and um, because earlier, okay, earlier in the movie, before I said no, this. No, we did miss this bit. Earlier in the movie at the beginning, he puts his headphones on and it sort of goes into his mind. And it, he's it's like stood on a mountain with these half-naked chicks around him, being all death clockish. Yeah. yeah, he's got he's got no shirt on, and he's ripping on a guitar, and he's got like the painted abs on. Yeah. And there's this girl like at his, you know, lying swooning at his, at feet, his hips. Yeah. And he like does these eye later lasers that that like zap her top off and yeah. everything. And he's doing this massive guitar solo. And that's meant to be like that's the feel of metal. Yeah. So. So when he gives her yeah, this CD, she's walking home and is like, <laughs> takes out her little dance CD and is like, oh, I'll put one of these in. And then it cuts to her and she's like, same in like this. On the like, same like, mountain. Like, yeah, like in a Valkyrie <laughs> outfit with like top, two topless women at her feet, and she's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holding an axe, swooning at her feet. I fucking love it. I'm sorry. I love yeah. it. I like, like, I like metal and everything, but I like so many different genres of music that I've never ever considered myself to be like a proper metalhead ever. Even though I listen to it, I'm not. You know, I'm not one of those people that'll be like, oh no, man, 
See, that's grindcore, and what you want is thrashcore or crustcore. Like, th- no, it's completely different. No, I'm no, not. It, I'm not it's, that. It's like when she was saying, "Isn't it, isn't metal just a bunch of scream?" And he went, "No, not unless you." <laughs> and he goes through all the different genres of count different types of gr- black metal: oh. screamcore, deathcore, you know, black Look, metal. You know what? Uh, can <laughs> I take? <laughs> can I take this moment in the show to just? Send a message out to metalheads everywhere. Can we fucking stop with the subgenres already? I mean, seriously, I, I'm too old to keep up with it. I'm yeah. 37 years old. When I was growing up, it was like there was it's getting like, metal, it's getting like glam the rock, scene. and fucking thrash metal and death metal, and that was like it. Yeah. So metalheads, can we just can we just stop? I mean, can can we just? It's all metal, right? It's all fucking metal. No, it's not the same. No, it doesn't have the same influences. No, it doesn't have the same roots. But God damn it, just anyway. So Brody, well, no, no, we're not gonna go with Brody yet. We're gonna go with Medina. Funky Cole Medina walks by, sees Zach, and she gives him a note because she's got a total thing for Brody. And it's and the note's like, "Meet me in the park at like midnight." Yeah, and Zach's like, "Oh, I'll totally give him this note." Totally doesn't. Yeah, because he's a fuckhead. But anyway, so we cut back to Brody, and he's coming out of school, and his piece oh, of shit. This is cousin. after he was in class, and he translated the Latin that was on the music sheets, which read it was to give you power and fortune. Yes, it the is. Dark him oh, to give good you power catch, and fortune. babe. Good but catch. yeah, after this, it goes to him leaving school, and he walks into his cousin and his mate. Yeah, his piece of shit cousin and his piece of shit cousin's piece of shit friend kick the living fuck out of him. They rip his earring out and just beat the shit out of him. He gets home and his piece of shit cousin has trashed, I mean trashed his bedroom. He's taken the picture of him and his mom and ripped it in half. He's ripped all his posters down. He's pissed all over everything. I mean... Total douchebag. And, okay, the uncle and aunt allowed this shit. Oh yeah, they're they're mega douche. I mean, if you, like, we've got two children. If one of our kids went into the other kid's room and started trashing it, we'd fucking know about it. Yeah. You can't just do that shit covertly like that. So they let that shit happen, so fuck them too. And while he sat there looking at all this, we see Medina sitting on a park bench. And we see fucking Zach roll up. Yeah. She's all in tears because she thinks Brody stood her up. Yeah, because she which really he properly... never even knew he was supposed to meet her because of Zach. Yeah, because he proper she properly liked it. I mean, yeah. she really had a thing for him. Mm. And Zach's all, "Oh, I'll comfort you and shit." And so she ends up fucking around with Zach, which honestly made me want to punch Zach in the fucking face. I mean, you don't do that to your friends, man. Piece no. of shit, prick. You don't do that to your friends, but you prick. But that is an integral part to the story, though, that he is He is a, a prick. Dick. Yeah. He is a properly, you know, fuck that guy. But then because of all this shit, later on, when they're having their band rehearsal, Brody's all sorts of pissed off. He's like, he's going to play this black him. Yeah, because he thinks it'll give him fortune and, and power. And power. Because at the time, he's had his ass kicked. He's had everything he owns destroyed. You know, fuck him. I'm going to play the black hymn and get some respect around here. But the other bandmates don't know that it does that, do they? No. no so the, they start playing They it. know something happens when they play it because they try playing it earlier and they all just got a bit zoned out. Yeah, but yeah. Then this is where it all kicks off. Yes, it does. They all start like frothing at the mouth. They go into like a trance-like state while they're playing it. And it's like, got his uncle... 
in the house just vomiting blood. Yeah. <laughs> but fuck bleeding. that guy. I feel sorry for no one in this no, movie. No, not at all. Everyone gets it, deserves it. <laughs> you know what else? I, I never thought I'd see such a like a kind of metal scene with like a Trivium poster in the background. I know. <laughs> No offense to Trivian fans out there. I bet I've pissed off so many people. Just oh come on, Trivian. I'm not saying they're bad. I like Trivian. Mm. They're just not as hardcore as summoning the Dark Lord. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> not hating on them, but it shows like sort of all the neighbors in the neighborhood coming out and puking blood and collapsing in the street, and then cuts back to the band and they're all foaming yeah, at the mouth. Yeah, it's just this whole flashing out. backwards and forwards between the two, showing. Even like yeah, the baby in the pram, there's just blood spewing out of the pram, and them lot all like foaming at the mouth and collapsing and blacking out. And they all collapse. So they wake up, and he's like, "Dude, do I look any different? Like, do I seem a bit more powerful or whatever?" And Zach punches him, and he's like, "Yeah, no." And he punches him back, and he's, you know, a complete pussy. So he doesn't. <laughs> He didn't do anything hardcore. Yeah, he knows it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day at school. <laughs> yeah, back at school. And uh, the teacher, like earlier in the movie, you know, he got he got a bit of shit from the teacher for drawing like him getting raped by skeletons and shit like that. And uh, the teacher's in front of the board and he starts farting uncontrollably. And all the students are laughing. But then like loads of blood starts coming out of his shorts. He's wearing sunglasses with like, blood down his face and... And, and he comes up, and there's this... You know, well, no, it's Medina. Funky Cole Medina. Just goes, uh, excuse me, sir, are you okay? And he just turns around all that twitchy. Well, yeah, and then he goes up to this one girl and just starts evil dead blooding out of his mouth all over her. I mean... It's so it's funny. It's like... He'll, like, take a little break and then just... Brah, all over <laughs> Yeah. <gasps> bah. Directly in her face. Like, just... Oh, yeah. my God. It's hilarious. And she's just sat there. She didn't run away or anything. She just sits there and Full on just it. freaked out, like... <laughs> so we cut to Brody back in, uh, you know, in Zach's... Because Zach's dad owns a fucking mechanic's shop kind of thing so they're sat in a car smoking and he's telling him you know Medina's ignoring me obviously because of the shit that went down with Zach you know Zach gets out and it, his dad's just stood up against the wall with a um like a cloth above his face banging his head against the wall because obviously he's one of these things now Zach's like what the fuck are you doing takes a cloth off his dad has like clawed his eyes out and he, he fucking punches him in the face, and then shit just goes down. Like, from here on out, it's demons and blood and just... Beats him with a power sander. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, cutting disc. his face. <laughs> and, and, you know, so they fight off the dead and everything and, and sort him out. But everyone in the town just about is one of these demon things except for you know Brody Zack the rest of the band Medina Funky Cole Medina you know what I'm saying I got every dog in my neighborhood breaking down my door no, no, it's, it's basically it starts off as most of the adults this is very much like Death Clock the movie um, so they go through and the town is is devolved into this wasteland Everyone is a demon now, just about. Uh, so they hit the record store, and the the wife of the guy that runs the record store is uh, this 
sort of psychic lady that gives palm readings and stuff like that. And she tells them, you know, there's a way to sort it out and then gets killed instantly before she can tell them anything. She's like, we're all fucked. This demon, what's what's the demon's name, do you know? Some big bad demon is going to come and, you know, take the form of someone and fucking end the world and fuck shit up. But uh, before she can tell them how to stop it, her husband, who's obviously now a demon, puts his fist through her fucking heart. So we cut to um, his friends are at his house, right? And they're trying to... (laughs) They don't even have proper weapons, do they? Uh, everyone has shit weapons. Yeah, except for fucking Medina. They they go to his house, and obviously his demon comes up, and Medina rolls up behind him with a fucking axe and just... She goes full ash on him. She does. She goes full ash. She's not putting up with any bullshit. She's ready to fight. Fuck shit up. And so they leave a note and says... Because the D&D nerd is like, Oh, my dad says if there's ever an emergency, we should go to the school. So they're like, right, we'll go to the school. So they leave a note for Brody on his door. And they roll out to the school. Zach and Brody obviously get there later. And Zach hides the note. That's because Zach's a fucking prick. Because he doesn't want Brody to find out what he did with Medina. I swear to God, if if any of my friends acted like Zach does in this movie, I would kick ten shades of shit out of him. But but then we then we have the scene where Brody and Zach go into the house and they start looking for weapons and things they can use. Yeah, and, and they, they find, find his and uncle's Yeah, the super, toys. super Christian aunt and uncle's bedroom. There's like loads of dildos and anal ble- beads and sex toys and decide we'll fight with those. So we yeah. get an amazing sequence of events. We get a big sex toy bashing fight. They're beating the shit but out of these Brody's people. Brody's swinging a, a two-foot double-ended black dildo. Yeah, and Zach's got these a massive anal, anal beads. And they're big the shit out of them with them and it's hilarious and then realize they're totally ineffective yeah they're like these are shit they're totally ineffective oh yeah (laughs) he pulls out the two vibrators like so he tells zach you know keep them keep them busy and he goes out to the fucking shed and tries to find a weapon and tries for ages to start this chainsaw because he apparently can't start a chainsaw very well just chainsaw probably never in use maybe and goes in and fucks shit up immediately trips over yeah, drops a chainsaw yeah drops his so, chainsaw like so Zach's fighting his uncle in the bedroom well yeah because he got dragged in the bedroom by the uncle didn't he yeah and Brody's in there fighting his yeah, who's kicking? Who's kicks his ass for a while and uh, throws him against the wall and all this other shit. And she just when she's trying to like, she's trying to jump on top of him, and he fucking shoves two vibrators in either ear. Oh my god, it's hilarious! Oh god, yeah. And this, if one was it, one's a rabbit all spinning around still, and then. Then his cousin walks in, the, you know, the douchebag white jock that's been picking on him and beating the shit out of him. And he's like, obviously he just, not possessed. He's like, what's going on? And Brody straight up just jumps up, picks up the chainsaw and chops his head off. He's like, no, he was totally one. He was totally one. He's oh, like, yeah, he what? was absolutely yeah, possessed. Oh, yeah, he was one. Totally possessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't feel bad at all. No, because fuck that guy. Yeah. I, I, I would have yeah. done the same shit. That bit makes me laugh every time I see it. Ah, She's just like, what guy, the man. fuck? Like, halfway through his face, just completely sorting it out. Yeah, fuck that guy. So, they basically, they, they at this point realize, right, we've got to find all the pages of the Black Hymn. And we've got to replay it 
to send the thing back. And so they go through town. There's like a little montage going through town to find all these pages. And they kill loads of demons and stuff. We do see some cuck here. Yeah, and they've armed themselves up. Brody's going around with a hedge trimmer and chops this guy's dick off with it. He's basically walked around as a big zombie with no pants on. And they find their way to the school where Zack knows the other, the, the rest of the kids are. And he fucking makes a big spastic deal about it because he's a little bitch. He goes in with him. And Brody finds out. Him and, obviously, Brody sits and talks to Medine and finds out that Zack never delivered the note about meeting her in the park and shit like that. And then finds out so it went on between the two of those. Yeah, finds out that he, he bullshitted them and then messed around with her. And he fucking gives Zack a bunch of shit, punches him in the face, which he fucking deserved. What the, I mean, yeah. that's a dick move. I'm sorry, that's a dick move. That is a dick move on any level. And so Zack stomps off like a little bitch. And on his way out, he's all death to false metal. Fuck off. <laughs> Don't death to false metal me, you little prick. <laughs> and everyone else is trying to figure out a way to, to stop this shit. You know, they're in the school trying to make a plan. Barricaded in, they've got the dark him trying to work out what they need to do. Get jumped by the girl who was sucking the guy off earlier, who has now killed him and is in charge of all of the demon Oh my calls. god, I can't believe we skipped over it. Right, the group of Satanists appear, and one of the demon, like one of the possessed people, tells them, you know, it is, it, it'll take the form of the most evil person present. So the chick that was sucking the guy off earlier straight up sabs him. She's like, you know, she's she's paid her dues. She's sucked cock. She's probably been a massive slave for ages. Now's her chance. Fuck this guy. Stabbing him in the fucking heart and taking over. And she's like, you know, take me. Yeah, so they capture him, take him to the house. They're all tied up and bundled up and the old metalhead dude wannabe diggy as he's coming out all demonified trying to kill him though Zach reappears fully painted up in his corpse makeup and straight up beats him to death I, I love this bit because Medina's like okay so you decided that you were gonna be a good person come back and help us all and then went and put on a bunch of fucking corpse paint you stopped and did your makeup first <laughs> Not, yeah <laughs> so he basically ran off in a hissy fit did his makeup and then came back <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a true bitch. But Brody's forgiving him, you know, because they're, they're, Met they're friends. Metal bros forever, dude. Well, it's high school, man. I mean, people do stupid, fucked up shit in high school. I think it's like a requirement. Send so, up with two chainsaws now. While he is helping them escape, we've got our group of Satanists uh, performing their ritual in one of the other rooms to... Because the whole the whole plan is to have this demon come into this woman that's gonna bring about the apocalypse, and Zack just rolls in and chainsaws a guy in the ass, right in the ass. I mean, right in the ass. I can't imagine how that would feel. <laughs> and they all roll in and start, you know, fighting as best yeah. they can. Brody starts hooking up his guitar to do his anti-black hymn. Yeah, to do the black hymn thing again. And Zach's just got two chainsaws, and he's just starts fucking shit up. But immediately, well, not immediately, but like really soon after he's fucking shit up, he gets pulled out a window, and they're all just like shit. So he starts trying to play, and they're just trying to keep him off of him, really. Oh yeah, and his, one of his nerdy friends gets his head pulled clean off. Oh, poor I love a good spine ripping. Yeah, she just basically twists left, twists right, and then just pulls. 
his head straight out of his body with his spinal cord attached. You know, his big fat friend that violated the CPR doll. Yeah, he dies. Both arms ripped off. D&D nerd dies. Yeah. He's got a drill bit on the end of his guitar that he's using to fight people off with, and Medina's got an axe. Obviously, her trusty axe. And Zack just is outside fucking shit up with these two chainsaws. But when it comes down to it, and it's time for the Dark Lord to uh, appear and take over, Dark Lord doesn't take Chick. No, it's about to. But then they stab her and kill her. Yeah. Because it's about to possess her. They stab her through the chest, and goes straight into Zack. As the most evil it. person present in the room. With no resistance. Yeah. It's all about no resistance. And well, yeah, resistance. obviously predictable. I mean, who the fuck did not see that coming? No, I want to show a hands. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so they are now trying to fight off Zack while playing the, the, the black him. You know, he throws Medina around, he fucks up Brody a bit, but in the end, they are triumphant. They, uh, you know, Zack is able to, you know, you know the trope. You know, he's able to will it away for just enough time for them to fucking do something about it. Zack dies, of course, and 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 all is well with the world. We cut to Brody. It's and, six months later. Yeah, months later, which, I'm sorry. Brody's living in his auntie and uncle's house still. Well, yeah, even though they're all dead. Yeah, cleaned out. I mean, they pretty much got the whole town there. Yeah, right. And uh, Medina's like a proper little metalhead. She's got a couple of piercings. Got, and, got her new tattoo that's just healing that he's done, which is like her with an axe. Yeah, yeah, and they were talking about like the subgenres of metal that make me. And crazy. she schools him on it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and all is well with the world. Oh, she leaves. Well, yeah, she she leaves, and then the record player sort of like skips a bit and starts talking all demonic, and the lights start flashing, and you're like, oh, oh shit, God, here we go again. But no, it's just Zach, and he's like, oh no, dude, how's it going? No, no just, just <laughs> fucking with you, dude. Just fucking with you. And um, then right at the end, it just starts cutting to them just discussing like other band names and song names and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That that's Deathgasm. Do you have any thoughts? you'd like to share with the rest of the class. Now, I do agree with your earlier comment. It is Metalocalypse, the movie. It fucking is. Seriously. Well... It, it's it's like before Deathcock became famous. Yeah, it's like a Metalocalypse prequel. You know? Like, before Metalocalypse was the best band ever in the world, this was what this was went the shit down. they went through. <laughs> I mean, I thought, obviously, it's not like a suspenseful movie. It's completely predictable in every way. It's just a fun, gore and decapitation blood fest. But yeah, yeah, it's fun. It is fun. You know, and it's very, it's like high school. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. Do you, If you remember what it's like being in high school and how everything fucking sucked and how, you know, everyone treated you like shit because you were not like everyone else, it's like that. But with demons and shit and blood and axes yeah. and psychic bitches that run record stores. Like, it's... No, it's it's a light-hearted movie. It doesn't take itself that seriously. It doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's definitely aimed for the adolescent metalhead that draws dicks on everything. So if you're a metalhead that draws dicks on everything, watch this movie. But anyway, yeah, so this is definitely a movie for people that enjoy metal, enjoy gore, and don't want to sit down for a serious film. But, I mean, let's be honest here. This entire episode has been dedicated to to comedy horror. Yeah. You know, I mean, the whole point was for us to get back into the swing of recording. 
And uh, we wanted two enjoyable, fun movies to do that with, and this is absolutely one of them. It's a fun watch. What do you give it? Three and a half, four. I'm going to go three and a half hatchet. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, three and a half. Solid. Yeah, I'm gonna go three and a half hatchets. It's it's like I said, it's not the best movie ever. It is predictable. It is like you know, but it's so much fun. Yeah, you, you can pretty much you know what's coming next, but you don't kind of care. No, no, it, it is just a fun watch. So it's one you have your friends around, have a few drinks, pop it on, and have a laugh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So have fun with it. Right. So that was Deathgasm. And Nights of Badassdom. I hope you enjoy. I know it's not our usual fare. These are two kind of silly movies, but uh, but like I said, several times in the episode, you know, we haven't recorded in so long. We just wanted to sort of do a fun episode to get back into the swing of things. If that makes any sense, you know. So if you didn't like this one, stay old. We'll be back in the swing of it too, with more coming out. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Now that we've gotten, we've back already got in... the next one lined up, ready. What we're doing? Absolutely, absolutely. Don't let it put you off, or or do. It's fine, whatever. <laughs> but fuck you, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I hope you enjoyed our getting back into the swing of things. Uh, episode. We had a lot of fun doing it. If you go to HorrorCon, do say hello. Wave, hug, spaz yeah. out generally on the floor. You know, whatever you want to do, say hello. Any of that, yeah. We're going to try to hand out some flyers. So you see a guy and a chick handing out some random flyers at, <laughs> at HorrorCon. It'll probably be us. Pretty sure there might be other people. No, there won't. It'll only be us. <laughs> and we will see you very soon. We promise we're not going to wait next... It's not going to be another six months to the next one, promise. Yeah, we're not going to wait ages before the next episode. Right. See you next time.
Take care, guys. Bye. Not the size of the young knave's blade, but the lust in his thrust by which legends are made.